Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 128 of the Caesus Show. It's your boy, Sir Caesus, and I'm back better than ever. I know it's been, what, about two weeks since our last episode got released as well, too, but I hope you guys have, you know, not only digested episode 127, but also were able to, you know, just look at all the mini chops that we kind of had up as well, too. So, you know, shout out to Warren Wheat, my, my graphic designer slash social media manager for constantly creating and, and, and placing some content out there as well, too. But before we get into today's episode, this is going to be something that's relatively pretty new. So to give you guys context, this is episode 128. And it may have been like what episode one through like 10 when I used to go solo as well, too. So this one kind of feels like a a radio type of vibe as well too. So Terrence Whaley, my co-host and, and Carl Conyers both couldn't be here today. So I just wanted to get, I wanted to keep the, keep the ball rolling as well too. I just wanted to have some content out and um, you know, we'll see how it, it definitely goes as well too. So stay tuned. And um, this is probably going to be more so of a free flow. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. But before I get into the hottest topics of today, I always like to rehash the episode before. So episode 127, Carl Conyers, Terrence William, myself discussed John Morant shenanigans, Draymond Green versus Dylan Brooks, uh, our concern level for the Warriors and the Grizzlies, Katie's injury and the Suns titles hopes. Um, All these injuries are just kind of been going around in general. It's just kind of crazy with the advancement in technology that we have, that there's so many injuries within the NBA season. And then obviously Fred Van Fleet getting fined for criticizing the refs, getting that little, get that, getting that little check taken away from him as well too. And then updates on Lakers and Clippers and much, much, much more. So continue to subscribe on all forms of social media platforms, whatever you want to call it at the Caesars show at Sir, at Sir Caesars at Carl Conyers at Terrence Whaley underscore as well too. So we can go ahead and get straight into it. Now you guys know I am a Clippers fan. Um, but more so because of Kawhi. So my, my real team is actually the San Antonio Spurs. And, uh, you know, they're not doing too well right now. But, you know, Kawhi, wherever Kawhi goes, I like to support as well, too. So I can you can say um, I'm a temporary Clippers, fans for the, for, for Clippers fan for the time being as well, too. But got some shocking news the other night. I was actually in my acting class. And when I got out of class, they said that Paul George suffered an injury um, and it didn't look too good as well, too. So pulling up this information right now, it looks like he got a, a knee sprain. Um, so he avoided torn ligaments and there's no surgery expected. So from Ohm Young Masuk, L.A. Clippers star Paul George avoided torn ligaments in his sprained right knee and does not expect to require surgery. While George will miss the remainder of the regular season, it will not be reassessed for two to three weeks. The Clippers breathed a sigh of relief that he did not suffer more significant injury when he landed awkwardly after colliding knee to knee with Oklahoma City's Lou Dort in the fourth quarter of Tuesday's one-on-one to 100 loss to OKC. Um, and then Ty Lu basically came out and said, he's a little disappointed as expected. I mean, kind of makes sense when you're, you know, finally gelling together, especially after the Russell Westbrook acquisition and then also getting in new players um, to try to mesh together, try to find your identity, try to find that right rotation. And it seemed like Paul George is actually, you know, hitting his groove a little bit as well, too. He said his knees was feeling fine, and, you know, he started to be way more aggressive on the offensive end as well, too. And I I love PG, but sometimes it can kind of be a love-hate relationship as well, too. I just feel like he's too talented to continuously settle for for jump shots um, as well, too. But the best version of PG is when he is aggressive, has tunnel vision, and is attacking a basket and putting pressure at the rim and putting pressure on that defense as well, too. So um, it sucks a little bit. Uh, I was looking at the standings right now. And by the way, yesterday, which was Saturday, so this is pre-recorded when you guys hear this on Monday, the Clippers got their asses kicked, kicked by the Pelicans. Um, But right now the Clippers are 39-36, and And um, they're currently fifth in the Western Conference as well, too. So Norman Powell's still out 
And I'm just trying to figure out exactly when he's going to come back because PG would average is what, 23 points a game, I'd have to say. Um, and that's a lot to kind of make up as well, too, because when you see the construct of the Los Angeles Clippers, it's the pecking order is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And then the rest are kind of role players. I mean, we got our third leading scorer, which is Norman Powell. But like I said, he's out right now. So I don't really know what to I'm trying to figure out who's going to kind of fill that point per game. Those those 20 plus points right there. And then I had to think, I'm like, <laughs> we forget that Russell Westbrook is a not only going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's also one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Obviously, he's a little bit older, but I think he can still kind of compensate for that as well, too. And we're just going to play through him and Kawhi Leonard. And, um, you know, role players are definitely going to have to step it up as well, too. So uh, we're going to definitely see what happens with that as well, too. But I'm more concerned about where we kind of end up. Um <laughs> It's going to be kind of crazy because, like I said earlier, we're in the fifth seed. Um, and, you know, we got a cup. We got we got a tough schedule coming up as well, too. I'm just kind of looking at the, the overview. We got the Bulls coming up tomorrow, home game. And then after that, I mean, we got, what, less than 10, 10 games of the regular season left over. So we got Chicago. Then we got Memphis back-to-back. Then we got New Orleans, who just kicked our ass. Then we got the Lakers as well, too. Portland, and then Phoenix. So it's going uh, to be very interesting to see how things kind of just, you know, pan out um, as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where we kind of end up at as well, too. I mean, just kind of looking at the, the landscape right now with the, with the seedings, I mean, ideally, you want to avoid the plan because the plan's interesting. You know, whether you're home, whether you're away, it's one game, playoff atmosphere. You know, it could be the team that's very hot and, you know, they are lights out from three and they win that game or it could be some controversial calls. It's not, you don't have a, a, an entirety of two weeks to kind of just prepare for one opponent. It's just literally one and done, uh, which I admire Adam Silver, commend Adam Silver for kind of implementing these past couple of years as well, too, especially when we got into the bubble. But looking at the horizon right now, Gary Payton Jr. just came back. I don't know if Wiggins going to come back. Looks like KD's on the verge to return. LeBron just came back as well, too. Pelicans always find a way to make some noise. Ideally, I would like to stay in the top six seed, but I wouldn't be surprised if we slide on down. Um, so Kawhi Leonard definitely has a lot of the burden to kind of carry um, as well too. But Ty Lue's a great coach. Kawhi Leonard's one of the best players right now. It's playoff, playoff basketball. Every game is playoff basketball right now. So um, I expect him to be relatively spectacular. I expect Russell Westbrook to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, and everyone's just going to have to play their role as well too. So we'll see what happens with that. But ideally I would probably want to play out of the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors, because I, th- I feel like the Clippers are going to be four through six. I rather play the Phoenix Suns just because the familiarity with Kevin Durant on that new team, Chris Paul being a little bit older, the depth that they kind of have right now. Looks like Aiton's a little banged up as well, too. Obviously, Golden State Warriors haven't necessarily had the best, the best road record, but they're champions at the end of the day. And I think if there's any team, they can be the ones to flip the switch, especially getting Gary Payton back as well, too. That's going to be huge. But Steph Curry is pretty tough to beat in a seven-game series. I mean, we've kind of seen this for the past decade. He's been running shit. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But if I'm the Clippers, as long as you can stay above 500 at this point, I think you – can definitely lock yourselves in for a top six seed as well, too. So that's going to be very, very, very interesting to see um, how things kind of pan out as well, too. Moving on from that, obviously, Anthony Edwards suffered an ankle injury, and I think he could possibly be returning back sooner than expected, uh, which is awesome as well, too. I think they play a little bit later on today. It looks like they're playing the Golden State Warriors, and that's going to be a definite 
dogfight. This this is why I like the plan though. This is exactly why I like the plan because it forces teams who are going to tank to up 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 it up a notch. Um, you know, so I like it. But Anthony Edwards suffered an ankle injury, but on the flip side, Carl Anthony Towns returned, and Carl Anthony Towns missed fifty one games due due to a calf injury suffered late November. At first, I thought it was an Achilles. I didn't know what to expect. The way he just kind of went down reminded me of, like, KD um, back in the 2019 NBA Finals, that game four, I want to say he came back. Could be wrong, but you guys can fact check me. But anyways, been out since late November. Missed 51 games, but he returned versus the Hawks, and in limited minutes, He looked pretty good, looked pretty aggressive. And one of those things where you haven't played him in a long time, so you kind of got to get a feel for how to play against him. 22 points, four rebounds, three assists, two blocks, and they beat the Atlanta Hawks as well, too. And right now, seedings are always messing up, you know. Seedings are always messing up. Right now, they are the eighth seed. They're 37 and 37. Now, when this comes out, they could be 38 and 37 or 37 and 38. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that as well, too. But they're currently eighth in the Western Conference. Um, and that's that's just another that's another thing to kind of think about as well, too. Like, I'm curious with Rudy Gobert and I'm curious with him coexisting with Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, we have such a small sample size. But from what I remember when they were on the floor together, it was just the switching was just bad. So I feel like you're going to have to try to stagger their minutes. I feel like whoever's going to be the oddball, well, who the person that's going to be the oddball is probably going to be Rudy Gobert just because he can't necessarily stretch the floor. So I envision them starting together. You know, they're trying to do their Tim Duncan and, uh, you know, uh, David Robinson type of, you know, feel with the two bigs. But what's good is Cat can stretch the floor, but – you're asking him to guard hybrid fours who are pretty quick off the dribble. You know what I'm saying? That that's 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 a lot when you just it's a lot it's a lot different when you have to move even more as opposed to just standing there and sitting on the block, um, trying to go under screens when you're kinda guarding big, other bigs as well too. So I envision them starting together, but I mean outside of that you're probably going to have to stagger their minutes as well, too. But it really just depends on who they kind of play. Um, but I wouldn't be mad if they go back to the playoffs um, as well, too. But I'm just kind of looking at this roster. I mean, Anthony Edwards, hopefully, like I said, he can come back real soon. You got Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, J.D. McDaniels, Nazir Reed. I mean, Kyle Anderson, Torian Prince. They got they got some Austin Rivers. They got some weapons. Um but are those weapons good enough to get you to where you want to be, which is one in the playoffs. And then two, can you make noise in the playoffs and get to the next round? I just don't see that happening with those guys. So that's just going to be a tough one as well too. But if I did have a dream case scenario, it would definitely be, see, we talked about this a couple episodes, right? With the Dylan Brooks versus the Draymond Green and then the, and then John Moran situation, Memphis versus the Warriors. Like ideally that would be a great first round matchup, but I wouldn't mind seeing that rematch. Obviously Pat Bev's gone. D'Angelo Russell's gone. Vanderbilt's gone. Monk's gone, but it would be cool to see a part two, the sequel of Minnesota Timberwolves going up against the Memphis Grizzlies as well too. So um, Memphis should have beat them last year, but they just played some sloppy basketball um, as well too. You can tell that they were a little inexperienced, um, but that would be the dream situation to to see those two kind of go out as well too. But now it's going to be great to see Anthony Edwards doesn't have to necessarily do a little bit of too much all around game. I mean, obviously still kind of stay true to yourself, but you got literally a bona fide all-star. You can argue he's, what, the, a top five big right now? I mean, Joel's number one, and B's number two, AD number three, and then you can slide him at number four if you want to. So that's the extra added boost for that Minnesota Timberwolves team. I'm just worried about how they're going to figure things out defensively, but 
it's going to be interesting to see how things kind of just pan out moving forward as well, too. Moving on from that, there's been an update on LeBron James. Now, when I was typing up some of my notes beforehand, it, it said I got a notification from ESPN that LeBron James would be questionable. And um, that questionableness turned into him actually suiting up. So I don't know what type of HGH they have over in Germany. I don't know what type of injections he got, what type of therapy, physical therapy he got, medicine, whatever you want to call it. But um, he came back pretty fast. He came back pretty fast as well, too. And obviously he's older, so I was just kind of expecting – um, the ankle injury because he's ever since the he left the ever since they won the championship after the bubble, like I can't remember the guy Solomon Hill. I think Solomon Hill was the one that injured his foot. It's just never been the same. I mean, LeBron always honestly always suffers suffers ankle injuries, but when you got all that wear and tear on you, and then as serious as that original one was, it's just like ah, you know ah. But he came back and he missed it. I mean, he only played forty-seven games this year, which is crazy. We we know him. We we've we've come to know him as Iron Man, and uh, he missed what sixty-two. He missed twelve games. The last time he suited up was two twenty-eight, um, and then he suited up today, which is the twenty-sixth. And they uh, they took an L. They ended up playing the Chicago Bulls. They lost one eighteen to one hundred eight. Looks like he came off the bench, but still played thirty minutes. Was plus minus is actually plus four. Um, ended up having 19 points, eight rebounds, three assists, five turnovers, which is expected. He haven't played in almost a month, I want to say. And then uh, he was 6'11 from the field as well, too. And I think D'Angelo Russell is out with the right hip injury. Obviously, Mo Bamba's still out as well, too. So it's one of those things where it's like the Lakers had their – they had their chemistry going. Um, Austin Reeves was playing really well. Lonnie Walker just came back in the lineup. Um, like I said, AD was playing like the AD that we've come to know. Vandermilt was very good on the on on the defensive end and just being that dog, that 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 go getter, that that guy that just does all the dirty work as well too. Obviously, Dennis Schroeder with D'Lo were doing a good job in the backcourt, so they they've been playing relatively pretty well. Um, but I was a little concerned with how well they were moving the ball and how they were connected on the defensive end. How LeBron James is going to basically interject himself into the rotation but I mean at the end of the day it's LeBron James right he's the he's one of the goats if not the goat of this generation at least and he can play with anybody he's played with everybody you know through his with less with Cleveland two go arounds with all-star caliber players your team team USA as well too um, and also with the Lakers with the young cats as well too before he he messed up his his hamstring or his quad or whatever injury it was back in the day with the Lakers first round go around they were like a top five seed as well, too. So I was just kind of curious to see how players on his team were going to adjust to him. But, I mean, if anything, he he should make your life a lot easier, um, just putting you in positions to be successful. I guess the only thing is just the spot-up shooting aspect as well, too. Like, for example, with – with a player like D'Lo, that's going to be fine. D'Lo's a, a, an above-average three-point shooter um, as well, too. He can play. A, he he plays off ball a lot. Austin Reed looks like he kind of needs the ball in his hands a little bit more. So I was just kind of figuring out how they were going to tinker around with that lineup as well, too. Obviously, they took this L, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, when you look at it, it it's probably just the turnovers. Um, the Lakers had eighteen turnovers versus nine, so. Like I said, LeBron James takes – he's going to take a game or two to kind of get back in rhythm. But they have to continue to keep Anthony Davis the number one option. Like, AD should not have eight shot attempts ever. He should have a minimum, a minimum of 16. Obviously, like, if the role players are shooting lights out, LeBron decides to take over or D'Lo gets hot, that's understandable. But the, the game – should be played through Anthony Davis as well, too. I don't want to see you with 15 points, nine rebounds, five assists. Cut that shit out. We're going to figure it out. But, I mean, right now, Lakers took that L. They were just the eight seed. Now they're 37 and 38. Obviously, probably by the end of this episode, when you guys digest all of this content, the Lakers will probably be a little bit down in, in the standings. So right now they're the ninth seed, um, and they're just literally just a half a game 
outside of the the top, the, the eight seed. So um, the eight and seven seed. So they they really need the Minnesota Timberwolves to take this L to the Golden State Warriors as well too. But with LeBron James back, I mean, we can just take a look at their schedule right now. It looks like with their schedule right now, who they got left? They got the the Bulls again. So I think they traveled to Chicago. So let's see. They got the Bulls. Then they got Minnesota, playoff type of game. They have Houston, Utah, Clippers, Phoenix, Utah again. So realistically, I think they're going to beat the Bulls. In Minnesota, that's going to be a tough one. I got them losing to Minnesota. I got them beating Houston, beating Utah. Looks like they're starting to rest their players for the tank wars. L.A., no PG. They should beat them. Phoenix, KD should be back. I got Phoenix winning and Utah beating Utah again. So out of those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, I have them winning one, two, three, four, five. They should go five and two. They should go five and two. And they should be 42 and 36 if my math is done correctly. I think they're 37, 37 right now. So 42, they should, they should win 42 games this year is what I'm trying to say as well too. So I think that would definitely, um, you know, have you in the top eight or top 10 since it's playing um, to, you know, give themselves a shot because out of all the teams that are kind of outside of the top six from the East and West, I feel like that team is the team who can make the most noise. And when I say make the most noise, I think their ceiling truly could be a conference finals appearance or even the NBA finals as well too, because right. Let, let's say hypothetically speaking right now, Denver obviously have been to the conference finals back in the bubble. The bubble is just kind of a weird year, but if they get the eight seed, they play Denver. I mean, I feel like a lot of people would kind of favor the Los Angeles Lakers, but if you beat them, then now, I mean, you got to worry about the banged up Clippers and kind of banged up Suns. You can take your chances with that. And then from there, it's essentially the winner of the Memphis and Sacramento. So they so they got a path to kind of get to where they need to be, but um, only time will tell. So LeBron James definitely has to step his game up to another level. Zero dark 30 time. Um, so we're going to see what happens with that as well, too. John Morant returned. It's crazy. We had a whole bunch of conversation. Um, Carl Conyers and Terrence Whaley and myself, we were just like, you think he's going to come back? How many games is he going to be gone for? Is he going to be a distraction? What is the league going to do? Blah, 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 blah. Well, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. He came back two games. Came off the bench. I don't know what happened with his face. I should have done a little bit more research on that as well. I've only been able to kind of catch the highlights, but he has a mask on, so I'm not sure what happened with that, even though it's not really important right now. But came back averaging 17.5 points per game, seven assists, three three rebounds, and shooting 86% from the free throw line as well. So I thought Memphis was going to be, especially with the injuries with their big man, Brandon Clark, and then with Steve Adams, who's still out, Dylan Brooks in and out the lineup. Um, I thought they were going to fold. Um, but memory, not memory, I'm sorry. That's not the correct f- phrase I want to say. I want to say that to kind of figure out what the future is going to be like, you have to kind of go into the past, right? So I, I can't, I try to look up the numbers, but I, I kind of rushed over here, but I'm pretty sure Memphis Grizzlies have a winning record without John LaFleur since like last season and maybe the season before that as well too. But even this year, they're 10-8 and eight without John Morant. I mean, that's two games over 500. That definitely punches you a spot into the, into the playoffs slash playing as well too. But they, they have the depth. They have their identity um, to kind of get things done as well too. For Josh's sake, I hope he – I mean, we all watched the interview, you know, seemed like he was telling the truth as well too some people are saying that two plus weeks wasn't enough he needed more time but at the end of the day man I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be good moving forward I just hope he can really 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 
think before he acts. Um, hopefully the therapy's helped him out as well too, managing stress. And he just needs to focus on basketball. Um, and that should be the sole focus. I mean, obviously not the sole focus. Basketball, his family, um, and then just protecting himself as well too because as you move up in this ladder of success, there's going to be a lot of things trying to pull you down. So if he can separate himself amongst the yes men, um, I think he'll be fine as well too. But just seeing Ja, like I kind of took Ja Morant for granted. He's literally like the second coming of Derrick Rose. I mean, obviously Derrick Rose is a little bit more athletic, but it's been a while. But Ja Morant is really, really, really tough. And I know I came on air the other day with Terrence, and he agreed with me as well too. We said that Shy is better. I think Shy is better, but you can't go wrong with Shy or Shy. I just like the size, and Shy also just got the swag too. So I have a little bit more favoritism towards him. But I love Ja Morant as well too. I I love Ja Morant, and I took his game for granted when he was gone. Man, so quick, so fast, so athletic, so shifty. A hell of a playmaker as well, too. He puts so much pressure at the rim, just collapses the defense. And that's one thing that Memphis did miss was that person that can constantly provide pressure at the rim where your defense is collapsing. You have the open man to kick it out to. So obviously he's not the best shooter. When he's hot, he can shoot the ball. I mean, we saw him kick out the Golden State Warriors in the play in that one time. He was just hot from the Tracy. He may have done that joint twice, maybe. But besides the point, they need him. Um, and, I mean, the way that the West is so shaky right now, the only consistent teams are the top three teams. Just Denver, Memphis, and the Sacramento Kings. And part of that has to do with health. A lot of it has to do with health. But those are the only consistent teams. And I know that Katie's going to come back. PG's going to eventually be back, I think, by the playoffs. LeBron's working his way back right now. We don't know what's going to happen with Wiggins, but you have to. Right now, you have to go with the teams that have been the most consistent and the most healthiest. Obviously, the wild card could probably be, like I said, LeBron James or the Golden State Warriors just because of their championship DNA. And then the Phoenix Suns with Katie. You can't count Katie, but right now, as a viewer of the game, you have to look at what's in front of you with your own two eyes. And that's, like I said, is the 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 health and the chemistry and the consistency that they have right now as well, too. So I don't know, man. I think this is a blessing in disguise because John ja Morant has been able to rest. You know, he's. He hasn't played too well. He's played. I mean, he's played majority of his games, right? But it's been one of those things where, like, he gets banged up along the way as well, too. I mean, if we look at his last couple games, I mean, COVID was kind of weird, right? Things got placed on hold, right? Sixty-seven games, first year. Sixty-three next year. Fifty-seven and fifty-five right now. So. It looks like he's going to at least give you at least a minimum of 60 games. But to have that, to be fresh with less than 10 games and then your your team is playing so well that you don't even have to start and you play only about 30 minutes, like that's that's a great sign as well too. That's, that's, a, that's an amazing sign. So going back to the last episode, are you concerned a little bit more for the Warriors or Memphis? I'm more concerned for the Warriors now. No Wiggins, no ring. I'm going to say that one more time. No Wiggins, no ring. I don't care how great Steph Curry is. Amazing. One of the best players ever. One of the most exciting players I've ever seen with my two eyes. He looked, he literally Jesus in, in the rare flesh. But that defense, man. And that's an all-star missing as well, too. And they record on the road, like I said. So I'm not really concerned with Memphis, and um, I think whoever they 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 get in the first round, it, it's gonna be tough because it's so jumbled up, going back and forth. But I I I really I'm starting to become a fan of them again. I'm starting to become a fan of them again. And right now, the playoffs ended today. I know Zion. They can definitely take care of the Pelicans. They can definitely take care of the Timberwolves. They can definitely take care of the OKC Thunder. Dallas defense in pretty mid right now. They're the 11th seed. They could definitely take care of them. Um, so there's, it really just comes down to matchups. But I really like what I'm seeing with John Moran. I'm happy that he's back. 
it looks like he, when you have things taken for granted, you really come to realize how appreciative are you are, how appreciative you are of the moment. So it looks like with him, he he's happy. Um, and he just wants to go out there and hoop and prove everything wrong. And I love his mindset. You know, they ha- they've only gotten to the second round, but just watching the interviews, like our focus on a chip. So we're gonna we're gonna see what happens with them as well too. So I'm looking I'm looking very forward to that as well. Another thing I kind of want to touch up on is Ben Simmons injury update. It's crazy. Like if you'd have told me Ben Simmons rookie year that Giannis would be better than him. I would have probably said, what are you talking about? What are you smoking on? <laughs> like, what are you actually smoking on? So much promise, man. But sometimes you can't always get handed lemonade. I mean, lemons to make lemonade. And um, it's been a very interesting season for for Ben Simmons. Like, let, let's just take a look at his his stats. His stats this year. He played 42 games, and um, out of those 42 games, looks like he averaged seven points, six rebounds, six assists, set 56% from the, from the field, and well, 57% if you want to round numbers up, and then 44% from the free throw line. Um, and he hasn't played the last, god damn, 50, 74 minus 59. I'm kind of... I've been out of class for so long, so many years. Like, I can't even count nowadays. Let's see, the 74 minus, actually, yeah, 59. He's missed the last 15 games. It's crazy. He's making $30 million. And that $30 million can literally go to more, like, another superstar you can sign to go along with the young core that they already have already. But focusing on Ben Simmons right now, I just want to touch on it just a little bit as well, too. So, um, Jack Vaughn, their head coach, said that, Ben Simmons is probably out for the season. Brooklyn Nets four. Ben Simmons was recently diagnosed with a nerve impingement in his back. The injury will keep him out indefinitely. But Nets coach Jack Vaughn is being realistic about Simmons' timeline to return. Quote from him. For me as coach, there's some things that I can control, some things that I can't control, Vaughn said. What I can't control is his impingement. What I can control is getting this group ready to play. And then in all, and then in all honesty... The realism that he's probably not going to join us for the rest of the year, certainly certainty will come once he continues to be looked at by specialists. So I was hard on Ben Simmons and I'm always going to be hard on him because I just, I guess it's just my expectations for him, right? I want him to, he has all the intangibles to be one of the most dominant players to play the game. We called him the, what the fresh Prince. We thought he was the second coming of LeBron, but you either are born with that motor or you develop that motor through experiences that you've kind of been through as well, too. And I can't speak on his upbringing, but it looks like he's lost some of that motor, lost some of that passion for the game. But back injuries are tough, man. Now, Obviously, I've never played at a professional level, but I've done a good amount of research to know that backs and back injuries can can definitely derail your career and your every your every form of day-to-day as well, too. So I think with him, he should take all the time he needs again and just kind of figure out what he wants to do. Um, because even when he was on the floor, it looks like he was kind of lost and it looks like he, he lost his passion, just didn't want to be there, just collecting those checks. So for him, I mean, I don't really see him getting a, another big deal after this as well, too, because it's crazy. He's one of the best Defenders can guard the one through five. One of the best playmakers as well, too. But he just doesn't want to shoot. Doesn't want to constantly stay aggressive. Um, And when people know that you have some form of doubt, some form of fear, they'll eat you alive. They will eat you alive. So... I know I was talking a little bit of shit this year with Ben Simmons, but I mean, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt to an extent. Like it's, it's like a 60% I'm going to say because of your back, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. But that other 40% is just like, it's the mentality. Um, but I, 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 I don't really see him fitting into Brooklyn's 
system right now. I don't. I really, 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 really don't. Um, like we're like, it's just tough. It's just tough. I mean, maybe he can play the point guard position with Spencer, but you got Bridges, you got Dinwiddie, you got Cam Johnson, who doesn't even really play like that, which is ridiculous. Nick Claxton, Seth Curry, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Dorian Finney-Smith, Utah Watanabe. They got De'Ron Sharp. They got they got some pieces in there, but I think you should try to trade them or just keep them on the bench, let them collect those checks, and then when his, when his contract's over with or expiring contract, some team will just take that up to clear up cap space for their future. But I don't – I don't – Right now, I don't see him playing basketball long-term. I wouldn't be surprised after this contract. It was just done. But he has to look himself in the mirror and figure out what he wants to do moving forward as well, too. Do you want to be great? Do you want to be average? Do you love this game or do you like this game? Do you wake up and, and, and that's one of the very few things that's constantly racing your mind? Or do you like what it comes with as well, too? Now, obviously, we want to be fruits of our labor, but you have to know what the your why is. What is your why, Ben Simmons? What is your why? Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. You can argue he's probably the second best shooting point guard of all time. We're looking at the landscape right now, and... Uh, in the standings, I want to say that they're eliminated from the plant. Nope, they're still they still have hope. <laughs> it's gonna be a little tougher. Three and a half games out of the play-in. They're thirty-two and forty-one, three and seven in their last games as well, too. And um looking at Dane's stats, Dane's been going kind of crazy this year, man. Like uh, and it and it sucks because when you're not winning, no one gives a hell about your stats. Like no one cares. We know you're great, but no one really, truly cares. Um, so in the 58 games he's played this year, he's averaging 32 points, seven assists, five rebounds, shooting 37% from three, 91% from the free throw line, 46% from the field. For, to be a high-volume shooter and and shoot 46% from the field, like that's really, really good. And it's crazy, man. I remember they started off, what, one, two, three, four, no, and then they were five and one, then five and two, then six and three, then six and four, and then um, they were nine and four. And I was just like, "Damn!" You know, they 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 retooled. Um, they drafted, they got Dayron Sharp, Nurk looking healthy. Obviously, Dane's being the killer. Anthony Simon stepped his game up as well too. Um, then you got Jeremy Grant, who's, you know, been consistent NBA player, assisted role, a, a consistent role player with the West being so up and down. Maybe they'll at least give their, themselves a chance as well, too. But it looks like with Dame time, um, they're saying that the Blazers are likely to shut down Damian Lillard for the remainder of the season as play and burst look doubtful as well, too. And um, as far as his injury, I'm trying to figure out what exactly his injury was. I want to say it was a lower leg injury. If I was a betting man, I believe it was a lower leg injury. Um, so it looks like his season's done. And I know he went on JJ Reddick's podcast and, and said that he basically is happy with where he's at. It looks like he really likes stability. Um, and the fact that he made it from nothing is that that's all you can kind of ask for? And like I said, I I, I didn't play professionally, but like like I know when you when you're in a a competitive environment situation with whatever you do, you you just naturally want to win. You know, what I'm saying and I know that that this is his brand with you know with with ducking the grind X Y and Z, but at the end of the day, it's like. You've given your blood, sweat, and tears to this organization, and they've never done you right to build the team that literally complements your skill set. They didn't even necessarily have that coach either. I love CJ, 
but I don't think CJ will ever be a number two option to win a championship. Definitely number three, but not a number two. They never gave you two-way players. That undersized experiment with CJ and, and, and Dame never worked out. I mean, they got to the conference finals that one year, but outside of that, and even in the conference finals, they got swept. I just don't know what the current constructs of the roster is like. You say that you want to compete, but I don't know if you do have yes men around you or you're just ignoring the fact that this roster isn't built to be a winning team to get to the playoffs. I mean, let's look, let's, let's list these teams right now, fully healthy. Denver Nuggets with their big three. Memphis Grizzlies with Ja and, and, and Jaron Jackson and them boys. Sacramento is on the rise right now. Phoenix Suns got a good window with KD. Clippers can never count on Kawhi and PG and Talu. Golden State, self-explanatory. Pelicans are going to get Zion back, and hopefully he can stay healthy this year. Soda, Carthy Towns, like I said earlier, one of the best bigs in the game. And then you got that with Anthony Edwards, who's upping his game to another level. Rob did with the Lakers. Reconstructed that roster. They're probably going to go to the playoffs this year. And they got depth. OKC, we forgot. We forget about Chet. We forget about Chet. And then they're going to get another player out the draft this year. Dallas probably going to retool and, and try to build around Kyrie and Luka. So outside of that, you're not playing for nothing. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, what do you want to do? Like, it's cool to be check all the boxes with the stats and lead lead the lead the team in most threes made, most points, most rebounds, most assists, most games played and all that. But it's just like, I know this part of your ego, Dane, that's just like, yo, I want to win. I know Spencer did when he came out and said, you know, unless you're Braun, Kobe, Shaq, blah, 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 blah. Like no one's going to remember. We're we going to talk about this. I mean, the grand scheme of things is that nothing really truly matters, but there's always going to be a topic of discussion. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like you need to have a conversation in the offseason. And I know he's too stubborn to do it. And I met him before. We were on set one time. For his music video, ju- music video juice, got the signed uh, autograph frame jersey. I should bring it here, but I like it in the display. Um, very respectful guy. Um, you can tell he's an introvert. Once he's kind of around people, he's more comfortable, and you'll open up a little bit. Wish him success for his Tokyo journey. Ended up getting gold, and I also played his double as well too. So if you look at the juice music video. And and you see the drone footage of, of Dame and then you see him on the motorcycle. That that's me. And then I also have a little part where I'm I'm having confrontation with people, but that's me. If you pay close attention, there's a huge difference. We're the same height. I'm a little taller, but I'm only what about buck sixty five? You what like two hundred plus? But besides the point, I'm on a rant right now. Enjoy this episode. I just feel like he's too stubborn to have a conversation and tell the front office that this isn't working. Do 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 right by me. So the front office is going to have to make that decision. We're paying you 50 plus. Let's look at Damian Lillard's salary, his salary he's making. Dame Lillard. Let's look this up right now. Dame Lillard's salary. And that's the thing about that super max. That should be so OD. Now, don't get me wrong. I, you get your money. I want to get my money first before anything else because tomorrow is a promise. If I get that guaranteed money, we Gucci. You know what I'm saying? But, oh, it's not too bad. A little bit. So, after this season, it's making 42 right now. It's going to go up to 45, and then it's going to go on to $48 million. So, that's not too bad. Bad, but after the extension is estimated in 25, 26, 58, and then 63 million dollars. So, unless the salary cap goes up, like he's literally two max players, so you gotta kind of 
trade him now and try to win in the next two years before the salary kind of goes up as well too. But in having said all that, going back to what I originally wanted to say before I wrap this up, this, this topic up is I think Damian Lillard needs to have a conversation with the front office, but it has to be on the front office's standpoint. And they just have to say, Hey, we love everything you did for the city. You're always going to be immortalized here, but we want to go a new direction because Clearly, with you, we 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 aren't we're a small market. We aren't we aren't able to put the right pieces around you, and when we're young, who wants to really come to Portland? What are the teams that you see yourself on that you want to be on, and we will work out a deal to get you there, and then you got to take it from there. It's almost like you got to kind of exile them out there, you know. So, I mean, I know it's going to be a little weird with the music because it's all about the grind, but you grinded enough. You know what I'm saying? I want to see you in the playoffs, man. I want to see you compete with a, a fire-ass team. And, and I know you him, but I want everyone to see and be like, oh, this is Dame time. This is the moments that you live for, man. Got to see AI take his team to the finals one time. And you the closest thing, I think, to AI since then, you know, with that energy, bro. So if there are any potential teams to kind of go to, I would love to see him play with Joker. You can find a way to get rid of Jamal Murray. I love Jamal Murray, by the way. But just the way Joker and, and, and Murray play that two-man game, if you flip that with Damian Lillard, it would be crazy. Harden's getting older. So maybe a three-team trade, and he goes to Philly to play with Embiid? He could have done that last year. Honestly, if he demanded a trade, he could have been in Philly already. I mean, outside of that, maybe Miami? Miami would be a good destination for him as well, too. Um, <laughs> I love Paul George. I love you, PG. Uh, the podcast, P, all that shit is fire. But if you guys want to break it up, I trade for Dame Lillard. You can take my draft picks if we have any. I got to look it up. Paul George and like Norman Powell and just let Kawhi team up with him as well too or find his way to Phoenix with Chris Paul's expiring contract or something. But the teams are limited, but I feel like whoever, whatever team he goes on, he's at least going to have a shot to compete for a title um, or at least make a deep playoff run as well too. So definitely figure out what you want to do, Damian Lillard, because the world wants to see you go crazy with it we definitely want to see you go crazy with it as well too one of the last things i want to talk about before we get into our real rapper cap segment is mvp talk mvp talk is always pretty interesting because there's always new narratives on what defines who wins the award as well too it's a tough one I definitely think the players, the player association, the owners, we all have to come to a consensus on what is going to be the bullet points, the parameters to win an MVP, you know what I'm saying, for the regular season award. And um, that's definitely something to think about because I don't think we've seen a three-horse race like this in a long time with Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and also Joel Embiid right now. And also, shout out to Joker. I, I didn't expect for them to, granted it was a back-to-back for Milwaukee, but I didn't expect Joker to come out there and uh, get that dub in Denver versus the Milwaukee Bucks. And then this, this is going to air tomorrow, but they play the 76ers tomorrow. And if Joker can beat both MVP candidates back-to-back, granted James Harden's out, but back-to-back? At home, the narrative changes just like that. Just like that. But staying on subject, here are my Sir Caesars parameters for MVP. Individual stats. You got to put up some good stats. This is just the stats era. Stats are inflated right now. There's a lot of pace and space in the league, man. So I feel like individual stats is number one, all-around individual stats, points, rebounds, assists, free throw percentage, whatnot. 
your offensive efficiency, that field goal percentage. How, how many shots are you taking? What type of shots are you taking? Are they good shots? Are they bad shots? You know, that's number two. Number three, what's your defensive impact? Now, I know the league is more tailored towards pace and space, a lot of less emphasis on defense. But at the end of the day, defense wins your games, wins your championships. And I feel like you have to be somewhat solid on defense as well, too. The whole point of basketball is to score the ball and stop another player from scoring. Whether it's individual assignment or or you're helping, stealing the ball, getting deflections, charges, contesting, closing out, communicating with everyone, defense matters. That's number three. Number four, your team record. I think you should be a top four team. Top four in in the, in the standings in your conference. Number five, team record in missed games. If I take this player off the team, how different is the situational game? Can you are are you guys in shambles? Or is it kind of like the Ja Morant situation? Obviously, you're a much better team with Ja Morant. There's no debate about that, but they still have above 500 record, 10 and 8. If I take you off the team, what? how does your team fare? That's five. Six, durability in games played. The best ability is availability. So I think we need a minimum of six. I say 60 to 65 games played in order to be considered for that most valuable player for the regular season. And last but not least, your team performance on offense and defense with you on the floor versus without you on the floor. So those are my parameters for MVP. I'm going to tag all these different, you know, people and, and, and whatnot. And maybe you guys can take mine mine into consideration. Just give me a little bit of the proceeds. A little percentage, I'd rather say. Individual stats, offensive efficiency, defensive impact, team record, team record in missed games, durability slash games played, and then team performance on offensive defense with you on the floor versus without you as well, too. All right. Home run stretch. And I love, 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 love talking about these real rapper cap topics. So we're going to end this in a couple minutes. But I have a couple different topics. So you also shout out to, to Warren, the guy behind the scenes that kind of helps me out with some of these topics or and, and whatnot. Real rap or cap, Tyler Hero will get traded in the off season. I say real rap. I, I think Tyler Hero is definitely um, one of the better players in the NBA as well, too. But when you have Jimmy Butler, who's airing towards the end of his prime, but still in peak form, and then Bam Adebayo, who's been stepping his game up for a long time, I think you need that third consistent, reliable option. And I feel like with Tyler Hero, obviously he's had that form of success in the bubble. But ever since then, burnout. The year after when they got beat up by the by the Bucks and then he got injured last year as well too. Um and he's really he's gotten better on the defensive end these past couple of years, but I feel like you need that consistent person. So I'm gonna go with Bradley Beal in an ideal situation or Zach Levine. Who knows? But I'm going with real rap that he will get traded this offseason. Real rapper cap Mike Brown will win coach of the year. That's real rap. No one expected. No one expected the Sacramento Kings to be a top three seed in the Western Conference, one of the best teams in the entire NBA. And he's done a phenomenal job. So you got to give flowers where it's due. So we're going to go with real rap. Real rapper cap, the Spurs will get the number one pick. I'm going to go with real rap. And the reason why I'm going with real rap is because, one, I'm biased. Deep down, San Antonio Spurs are my favorite team. But two, I mean, Pop, 
the big three era's gone. You know, we haven't been playing well these past couple of years. Kawhi left us hanging. We didn't get really no good assets from from Demar and Lamarcus Aldridge when they were together. So I feel like it's just right to give Pop this foreign play. We love our foreign players: Tim Duncan, Miles Ginobili, Tony Parker, and then the the role plays we've had over the years. Granted, Virgin Islands is a part of the U.S. territory, but I think compared to the other teams, Charlotte, Michael Jordan's still on the team. The Rockets looks like they don't really have any form of leadership as well, too. The the Spurs make the most sense, and we need him in a small market like San Antonio, and I think that's going to be good for Victor moving forward for longevity for his brand. So I'm going to go real rap. Royal rapper Cap, Jimmy Butler will ruin a top seed team for a good playoff run. If the playoffs started today, they would go up against the Celtics. Now, will the Celtics flip that switch? We don't know. But if there's any person with his goons to upset someone, it would be Jimmy Mother Butler Buckets. But I'm going to go with Cap. Just because compared to his his roster with what Spo has to work with, with what Pat Riley's put into plays versus the Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, even Cavs and, and, and the seventy sixers, I just don't see this team getting past any of these top four teams I mentioned. Now they can possibly beat the Cavs or the Knicks, but that's gonna be tough. You're asking Jimmy to kind of do a lot as well too, but I do believe he's gonna go off, but this cap, he's not gonna upset that. Rural rapper Cap Luka would be more likely to leave his franchise over Embiid. I'm going to go with real rap. I think he wants to win so bad. If you can't re-sign Kyrie or try to do a sign and trade to get another comparable player back, I think he would be one of those players to get some to try to get some movement in the best person to team up with. Joker. Real rapper Cap, Kawhi would want out if Clippers don't make a playoff push. I'm going to go Cap. Um, I think LeBron, I mean, <laughs> I think Kawhi loves the weather here. You know, it's good for his knees. Um, you know, he, he's got a lot of things kind of going on here. And I think if it was anybody to leave, he would have to say because he's the franchise player. And I think they would move on from Paul George as opposed to him, especially with his injury that came up. We don't know what exactly he's going to look like. And with Paul George. So I'm I'm gonna go with Cap. And last but not least, real rapper Cap, Portland GM will have a sit down with Dame in the offseason about their future long term. I'm gonna say real rap. Because for selfish reasons. If I'm the owner, I wanna rebuild and try to, you know, emulate what the Kings are doing, try to emulate what, you know, um, the Nuggets are doing, trying to emulate what Memphis is doing. All these young teams are just on the rise. Even with Phoenix down before they even got KD, it's just that time. It's just that time. But ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 128 of the season show. I hope you guys enjoyed this fun-filled solo dolo episode. And let me know what you think. What were my strengths? What were my weaknesses? What did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? I want to know. Subscribe on all platforms at the Caesars Show, at Sir Caesars, at Carl Conyers, at Terrence Whaley underscore. And if I have any last words to share with you guys is, that's a tough one. What do I want to share with you guys? Surround yourselves with like-minded individuals. And if you truly care about something, give it 110%. Because luck favors the prepared. And I never want you guys to not seize the moment. And with that being said, I'm out.